0: Time to get lit. Hey, hey! Welcome to another thought provoking week here at Light Above Solitude. I hope that you enjoyed last week's show on mindset and habits with the one and only Gila Kurtz. Today, I have a guest for you that I am super stoked about. Not only have I had the pleasure of getting to know this wonderful woman, um, for About the last year or so, but the topic she brings to us today is absolutely captivating. Tamara Brody and I met in our tarot circle. If you listened to a few episodes back with Miss Sarah, we met through her beautiful community. We hit it off right away, and I know that you're going to love this episode. So, As a military spouse, Tamar moved every two to three years from 1981 to 2002. However, in the last five years, they have been living on the road, traveling the country in their Airstream trailer. Talk about living the dream, you guys. They would winter in Florida or California and then travel the nation. But they've always had a soft spot and a focus on Montana, Colorado, California, and of course, I'm a little biased as well to the Pacific Northwest. With all these many moves, along with her bachelor's in communicative disorders and her master's in communication, Tamara has held a variety of jobs which includes some of the following, a speech therapist, university public speaking instructor, AIDS instructor, stress management instructor, deaf educator, sign language instructor, and administrator for the United States Girl Scouts Overseas Program. She has also owned four businesses, which include communications consulting focusing on gender communications in the workplace, baby sign language, expressive arts, and an Airbnb. Currently, Tamara is an artist and and a spiritual guide. She uses tarot, numerology, and astrology to help others connect with their highest selves and live their best lives. She also teaches expressive arts as a facilitator for soul collage, journey circles, and moon circles. Today, she is here to shine some light on the importance of astrology in tumultuous times. Please help me in bringing Tamara the warmest of welcomes. If you would like to just start off by saying a little bit about who you are and kind of where you are in, in this journey of life.
1: Great. Well, um, I am a 62-year-old woman who was afraid to really be my authentic self for a lot of years because my um, metaphysical interests made me uncomfortable and i knew that the people around me might not understand it so even though i'm a triple pisces and for anybody that knows anything about astrology that's a whole lot of mystical and dreamy kinds of energies that lead me to a life of questioning seeking looking for deeper meaning I really um, kind of avoided it for a long time. So I'm finally just coming to fully embrace my woo-woo self, as I say. And I am now a professional tarot card reader. And I'm starting to do the deeper dive into astrology, even to the point where I'm offering readings now, because I've been doing such intense study in the last couple of years. So I've dabbled in all of this for a very long time, but I'm just now really embracing it.
0: Oh, I love that so so much. We've met in the woo woo space um, mm-hmm. through Sarah. Uh, Sarah's episode already aired, so now our listeners know uh, we met through Sarah's tarot circle. And um, it is so awesome to see that you are embracing that because I haven't, kn- I hadn't known you before this, and um, it's inspiring to see the group of people we have and how they are embracing that side of them. Because I'm new to this. And, and I, I feel that anxiety that, okay, well, I'm, I'm kind of changing my beliefs. I'm reevaluating my values and all these things and have a circle of women, um, support that is really, really, really been very crucial in my journey through this. And I feel like this podcast is my coming out of the woo-woo closet per se. And so (laughs) thank you for saying that you were, Uh, nervous about that side of you as well. That's really comforting to me, actually.
1: That's fabulous. Well, I had uh, a lifestyle where I was a military uh, officer's wife for 23 years. It's already hard to be progressive in your politics in that setting, let Mm -hmm. alone somebody who they would, uh, and and I I use the collective they in a generalized way, not to offend anybody, but to say as, as a general rule, you don't have a lot of people who identify uh, as a witch, as somebody who is into tarot and astrology, etc. And that was me. So I was very closeted for a very long time. And I'm really grateful to be out myself. So I'm glad we're out together. Yes,
0: yes, I agree. So tell me a little bit about how you got involved with astrology to begin with.
1: Well, I started reading tarot about 25 years ago, and it seems like one thing kind of leads into the other, because there's a lot of correspondences between astrology and tarot. Uh, in fact, I know you celebrated a birthday last week, and you were an Aquarius. And your tarot card that equates with that, I'm sure you're aware with it, aware of it rather, is the star. And I love symbology. I love visual imagery. It really helps me to get excited about um, who I am and, and how I can creatively inspire others is using image so the star to me is your dreams it's wishing upon a star and I wanted to wish you that for your new year to have all your dreams come true
0: so thank
1: you um, you're welcome so already I've gone down a rabbit hole but my point being (laughs) that uh, tarot led me to astrology, and I've been dabbling in astrology since about 2012, and I am a, um, what's called a soul collage facilitator, which is a visual arts practice of collaging using paper, scissors, and glue stick, cutting magazine images out, and learning about yourself by making these collages, so that also dovetails really well with tarot and with astrology. So I started taking classes through the Soul Collage Forum about astrology in 2012.
0: Ooh, uh, that is exciting. I was part of a collage circle as well. I'm not sure if it's the same, um, by the same
1: uh, name or is that Mm -hmm. technically a company? Is it an affiliation? It's an affiliation of practitioners. There's probably roughly between 5,000 and and 6,000 throughout the world now. Oh, wow. And it's been going on since um, it really started taking off in the early 2000s. So I became a facilitator in 2008. And it's a beautiful way to get to know yourself and your place in the world. And then to, like I say, uh, correspond it with things like tarot, astrology, anything of interest, chakras. uh, A lot of the woo woo stuff can be explored through visual imagery.
0: Uh, I love that so much. I'll have to show you my journal of collages that I made back when I was in a collage circle. They are so much fun and they bring out that, that subconscious, you know, uh, feeling that you have deep down inside and, and to look back after you've actually completed the collage and really read into what it's telling you is, is one of the most mind-blowing things I've done actually.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of beautiful how that gets into our unconscious and tells us things about ourselves we weren't aware of Uh, it's a way to really develop your muscle of intuition really collaging but what i love is the correspondence between tarot astrology and collage in that tarot is very intuitive Uh, collage can be very intuitive astrology when you learn the facts of your birth chart can be very informative in a very left brain way, but then you can start diving deeper and getting into the kind of the nuances of it, which can be an intuitive process.
0: Yes, yes. On that note, (laughs) you are here today to talk to us a little bit about the importance of astrology, especially during these crazy, people are saying uncertain times. I'm not sure if I like the term uncertain, but... (laughs) um just what would you like to tell us about how would you like to start out this conversation on um, all the different planets and how to start diving into astrology ourselves
1: sure well i being a triple pisces i'm a sensitive person and I'm how i would call myself as an empath i think many of us are that are drawn to this work And uh, the collective energies have been really intense, clearly in 2020 with all of the things that came at us, um, both outside of us and also I think a lot of us had a lot of personal struggle, whether it was with COVID, the illness of COVID or with what was going on with the Black Lives Matter movement or someone they love being sick. Uh, A lot of us lost people in the last year. That's just been a lot of trauma and drama Mm -hmm. recently. And as an empathic person, it's uh, really challenging to not only hold space for our own energy, but for all of those energies as well. And so what I find is astrology is very grounding. It really helps me to start taking a template of who I am and was meant to be in this lifetime, understand myself better so I can, first of all, protect myself and take better care of myself throughout all of these um, challenging times.
0: Yes, yes, I agree. I loved reading horoscopes growing up, and I had only ever known my sun sign being an Aquarius up until like, maybe a year ago so I'm really (laughs) excited to dive into this with you and learning about all the other planets I do know now that I am a Aries moon and a Leo rising and that's been I've like just taken that um those facts and kind of dived into that for the longest time so now diving into all these other planets is going to be really interesting today um, but i did i would like to point out that just knowing my rising sign has been phenomenal because i've always kind of been in this battle with myself and i've i've really gotten down on myself because as an aquarius i i feel kind of like out of the box kind of like i don't belong but yet my leo side wants me to be in the center stage wants me to be this this certain person and and I've battled myself but now just looking into astrology and knowing that that's how I was uniquely made it brings me so much more peace and like oh yeah that's just my Leo side she wants to shine right now that's fine let her be
1: (laughs) yeah if you think about it as two different people inside of you having a conversation and hopefully it's not a tug-of-war all the time because you start to be able to understand those sides better. And you can take turns, or you can compromise those yes. sides, you know, you can start getting gentler with yourself when you understand those energies.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And that's definitely where I've been in the last like year or so. So I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> that's great. I'm glad to hear it. You have a lot of fire in your three signs. I do, you-
0: which is interesting, because all this time, I've only known Aquarius, I've only been in this this air energy. And then knowing that now I have more fire, it brings like a whole new light to my my being.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, and it can, uh, it can support you in so many ways that you might not have realized.
0: Yes, and that's why we're here to better understand all these things. So tell me a little bit about the planets. Um, how do we look at the planets? What are the
1: planets used for? Sure. Uh, So we, as you said, all know our sun sign. And oftentimes we say, well, that's not really who I am. I don't, you know, really get astrology or I think it's all crazy and when you start to understand that there are many planets that carry different energies that also influence who we are then it gets a lot more interesting and a lot more complex just as we are so the first thing to know is that we all have personal planets and our personal planets three of which you've named already are our sun our moon our mercury our venus and our mars So those are the planets that are circling closest to the Earth. I mean, obviously, the sun is quite far away, but the others are very close. And they are the ones that really impact us on a very individual basis. Then we have what are called our social planets, and that's Jupiter and Saturn. Those are farther out. And up until those planets, that's as far as the eye can see, is those planets after that we have what's called the transpersonal or generational planets and those ones are the ones that are out of our sight we can't see them with the naked eye and those include uh uranus neptune and pluto and that's really what i wanted to share today is i until recently did not realize how all of us are born in generations with the same planet because they're so slow moving around the sun that they take incredibly long to rotate and they are to um, orbit. So therefore we are all in certain generations born with those planets being the same. So that's what I wanted to emphasize because somehow, but once you start exploring it, you understand how those energies impact a whole generation in similar ways and make them different than the generation before or after them
0: yes that is fascinating and for our listeners we will have a pdf showing um all the generations so that you'll be able to look up yours um when you sent me this pdf i was really super intrigued that my generation i'm 87 1987 is my birth year (laughs) i'm not 87 (laughs) (laughs) i was like that came out weird um it's called the benevolent entrepreneur. And I'm like, well, that just the name alone fits in perfectly. Like I, I have, I'm in this weird gap where I don't, I'm technically a millennial. I'm like on the cusp of being a millennial, but I hang out with all Gen Xers and, and I feel more connected to them. So I wonder if this breakdown of planets has something to do with, with me not feeling like my actual generation because it's broken out the I would say maybe two or three different um, planet generations for like the actual millennial chunk. And that's been really interesting.
1: Yeah, well, what happened, it it used to be the generations were longer because there weren't that many changes in that span of time. Technology really started to accelerate, as we all know, in the last 30, 40 years. So you know, when I went to high school, we had radios, boomboxes, what did we even call them the things that you guys now play vinyl on we called those records (laughs) and record players I even forgot what we called them it's been so long ago but you guys have Um, very different options when it comes even to the simple thing of listening to music. MP3 players started, the Sony Walkman in the early 80s. So um, that's just a teeny little slice of technology that has changed so rapidly. Think about video players, how we started with the beta player, and then we moved into the VHS and disc players and blah, blah, blah. So all of these things, and then the social movement started to accelerate. So um, the people who do these classifications, you can do a deep dive on Google and learn more about the details of this. And some people call them different things. But the main thing to know is that as we move forward, things seem to be happening faster and faster. Mm. And so the generations are changing very quickly. And as you shared with me, even though your sister's four and a half years younger, you two come from two different generations.
0: Yes. Yeah, that that and my I'm really interested to see the differences between those two. She's um, born in 91. So she's technically the committed ones. And now I'm really intrigued on in what that means. And if she would feel a connection to that title, as I felt with the benevolent entrepreneur, and to, to have that conversation will be very interesting.
1: Absolutely. And you know, everything I share here is mostly just to seed your own uh curiosity and to have you do an uh deep dive into it not just on google with the facts of it all but start to feel into your lived experiences and to your intuition like what is this and how does it impact me and what are the facts of my chart you know what planet is uh or what sign rather is my uranus in or my my Pluto and then from there and how has that impacted me as an individual because I think what's being called for now if you think about 80 or 100 years ago people worked more collectively whether it was in farming or during the wars World War I World War II there wasn't as much individual exploration it was more family and small town focused um What started to happen in the 60s and 70s is people started to individuate more and I know in the '70s when I was in high school, we were called the Me Generation, and you know honestly, the generation ahead of us, my parents' generation, didn't really respect us for that. They thought we were really self-centered. We started getting really introspective. You know, they called it navel gazing. Like, is that all you have time for? To (laughs) think about yourself and looking at you know all the details of your life. Like somehow that's a bad thing. And I remember my mother and my aunt criticizing my cousin and I because we were really seekers and wanted to individuate become authentically who we were right separate from the collective so I think that's part of how I've been impacted by my generational planets and then each plant or each generation rather subsequent to me has done that even more and more Because we need individuals being authentically themselves to really be a stronger collective.
0: Yes, yes, that is all light above solitude stands for is just owning your own light learning, learning what that is first off, then really accepting it owning it and learning how to work with that because we can't have a strong team with quote weak players not saying that we're not weak if we don't understand but if we don't truly grasp what our strengths are we won't be able to use them and therefore the collective as a whole will be lacking whatever you're uniquely made to to bring to the table so
1: yes absolutely, i love that absolutely absolutely well and if you think about generation gaps you know how how have all of us been impacted by this idea that our parents don't understand us or get where we're coming from. And now that I'm a parent of a 30 year old daughter, you know, I struggle with her generation and I often have found myself saying kind of scratching my head and going, what, you know, like, (laughs) where does that come from? And I try to educate myself. I try to be curious about it and not in my judgmental place, But boy, wouldn't it be a cool thing if we all could better understand why we're so different Yes, and have more acceptance and compassion for each other and for ourselves.
0: Yes, I love that. It would be a whole new world.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, yeah because I was looking at our differences, you know, I kind of compared and contrasted your generational planets as compared to mine. And I am born in 1959. So that makes me, uh, I didn't do the math ahead of time. So I, I could have easily been your mother. I would be about um, 28 years older than you. I got married in 1981, you were born in 1987 yep (laughs) so if you look at the differences between our planets in in the generational realm my uranus is leo my neptune is in scorpio and my pluto is in virgo your uranus is in sagittarius your neptune is in capricorn and your pluto is in scorpio So the way I visualize this is that each subsequent generation is here to move the pebble forward in the evolution of humanity, that it's all divined that we show up exactly as who we are. We each play a role and each generation plays a collective role in advancing the lessons that we're all here to learn.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Can you speak a little bit about what, um, what these planets mean? Like, what does it mean that your Uranus is in Leo? Does what, what do those planets um, apply to you? Sure.
1: So um, Uranus and Leo is a lot about showing up with courage and heart Leo is a lot about, it, it kind of relates to your um, sun energy. If you think about your sun sign, your identity, who are you? What, is, what are your talents and gifts and how do you show up in the world? And Uranus is an energy of re, re, um, rebellion, innovation, real creativity, uh, coming to life with a lot of individual expression Now, if I think about my parents, my parents were very young when they had me, but they were born in 39 and 41. They were quite outraged that I wanted to be different than them, that I wanted to individuate to the degree that I did, because they grew up in a generation where you didn't change that much from the values that your parents gave you you were hardworking people you got a 40 hour a week job you got married and had kids you know my generation i'm a little bit young for the 60s summer of love and all of the revolution that happened in that generation i was only between like six and ten during that decade but in the 70s you know we really, we had the bell bottoms. We, we dressed really outrageously. Our parents didn't understand our long hair and our pot smoking ways, which as we know, <laughs> that continues to be a, a practice and luckily is getting more legal as, as we go on politically. But the point being that we really started to be the ones that individuated us and the baby boomers right in front of us that were the sixties rebels. And that really shook our parents up. So that has a lot to do with it. But there's other ways that that it comes into play. It's a lot about freedom. It's a lot about not being a corporate man or woman. You know, back then, mostly men worked in those kinds of fields. Women were very restricted. If you look at all the things women couldn't do, either legally or socially, even in the 60s, I feel like I was born in the dark ages, really. Yeah, yeah But, but they wanted cookie cutter people, and my generation started to break that away from that.
0: Well, I applaud your generation.
1: Thank <laughs> I, you.
0: I I can only relate on a small level. Um, we are both RV living full time. That in itself is is um, out there. <laughs> even yes. by today's standards i suppose but all these things are slowly like you said through gener- through the next generation next generation are becoming more and more acceptable but um, the fact that that close to your generation was the ones that actually started this movement of individuality it it that is awesome i'm not my words are not coming out today and i feel like maybe it's mercury retrograde
1: <laughs> yes i'm having the same
0: oh my gosh I'll have to put these on my calendar so I try not to record during these times. But since it's all <laughs> astrological talk today, I'm going to bring that up and say, yes, I'm having a problem right now speaking.
1: <laughs> Good for you. That's authentic.
0: <laughs> that is true. That is true. I try to be as authentic as possible. But um yeah, I mean, between my my mother, so both of my parents are baby boomers. Um, and that in itself has been an interesting battle because um usually baby boomers would have gen xers and and they waited so long that now there's this even larger gap between me and my parents and the 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 morals and the teachings that they were bestowing upon me felt outdated but being the people pleaser and person that I like my personality is I would go along with those but now as I'm as I'm older I'm an adult um I'm making my own way in the world. And it is showing this interesting juxtaposition of values where I'm now becoming plant-based eating and I I moved into an RV and I'm working from home. I'm, I'm telling myself as an entrepreneur that I'm only working a certain amount of hours. Like I'm not doing the nine to five hustle, hustle, hustle. I'm doing more of the flow. And so it's like telling my mother these things she she's confused like yes yes <laughs> her generation doesn't quite understand like what is she, is she going off the deep end is she on drugs like
1: <laughs> exactly. what is she thinking
0: because it's so much different it's really interesting to see how all these planets would play into that
1: Well, and you brought up, it's interesting, you brought up Virgo issues and you brought up the fact that your Uranus is, which of yours is in Sag, yeah, your Uranus is in Sagittarius. So one of the reasons I live in an RV full time and have for five years is because I have a Jupiter and a moon in Sagittarius your uranus is in sagittarius jupiter and moon on uh, uh, jupiter is a lot about expansion exploration optimism and sagittarius is about travel adventure going out mm. in the world meeting people from different cultures um so it's no surprise with your, your uranus in that sign um it makes total sense that you would live in an rv because you are trying to individuate with how you go out into the world. And you know how your generation and the millennials right below you have the van life, hashtag van life. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Everybody, if anything, I don't know if you're experiencing this as a full-time RVer. I travel around the country more than you do, but um, it's getting harder and harder to find camp spots because this is such a thing amongst people of certain generations, mostly millennials and Gen Xers. Um, certainly it's always been a thing for old retired people, which <laughs> I, I like to think of myself as younger than that right now, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> but I'm I'm certainly, you know, much older than you and all the other hashtag van life folks. But um so the point being, it does not at all surprise me that you chose this life because your Uranus and sat is in Sagittarius. And the next time your mom says something, please point that out to her. <laughs> I'll
0: try. I'm not sure she'd understand. <laughs> she'd be like, just another another lingo I'm coming up with.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm being facetious and silly, yes. but yeah, yeah. If only think about it again, if we all just had a basic understanding that we're supposed to be different and rather than feel threatened by it or judgmental of it, we explore it together as generations.
0: Yeah. Uh. So good. I love this so much. That is fascinating. That, that is one of the things that I think I brought it up earlier before we started recording, but just seeing how I've made these decisions, I've been called to do these things in my life. And then afterwards, as I start exploring what my chart says and my personality types, it all fits in, like it's all the way it was supposed to be. And it's
1: yes. so fascinating. Yes, absolutely. Well, and you referenced um, the issue of shorter work weeks, choosing where you're going to spend your energy. Let's go back to those baby boomers and the generation before that even. You know, the World War One, World War II um, folk, the Vietnam, well, before the Vietnam War. But folks of those generations, they didn't have to like their job to show up 40 hours a week. Right. Or 40 or how many ever years until they got their gold watch at 65, right? (laughs) Yes. And they generally kept one job or maybe two, but there was a lot of stability there, but there was also a lot of stagnancy and there wasn't a whole lot of individual expression. Uh, One thing that's happened with subsequent generations and each generation, like I said, pushes it a little further. My generation, my Virgo, is in um or excuse me my pluto that's what i'm trying to reference i am confused with my terminology too in (laughs) retrograde today yeah i'm thinking about the energies of of virgo which involve your routine your work your service in the world also your health what are you eating so both you brought up the holistic health the eating green that falls under virgo Mm. and um that's where my Pluto is. I'm referencing Pluto is what I'm referencing because my Pluto is in Virgo. So my generation started things like women in the workforce. That's involving Virgo energies and Pluto. Pluto is the planet of power and transformation. It's shaking things up and making things different than they were. So 70s, that's when lots of women entered the workplace. We got into dress for success and the power suit. And all of that, thankfully, we are way beyond that now and women are in every aspect of the workforce and I'm grateful for that but um, the other thing is the eating, you know, we had the TV dinners in the 50s and 60s and my generation started the holistic health movement if you really look at the beginnings of that that started in the 70s now your generation is pushing it further so that is pluto and virgo for me let's look at where your pluto is your pluto is in scorpio so what it's these are very complex um, concepts to just do little nuggets of in this time frame but just suffice it to say that scorpio is more of a dark energy, meaning Pluto wants to go even deeper than my generation took and be the truth tellers. Like this isn't working for me to be the corporate person and to eat the way that you want me to eat. And I'm going to dive even deeper into some of this strong emotion i have around this and sexuality falls in here so let's think about um sexual expression in your generation in the millennial generation and the range of discussion topics and expressions you know back In the 70s, we all kind of suspected who might be gay classmates, but it was all in the closet. Mm -hmm. I happened to have a gay brother and a gay sister. So, you know, that was one of my lived experiences in the home. But my point is, we weren't talking about it. nowadays and even the younger generations younger than you are pushing gender fluid and i don't mean that as as a bad thing what i'm saying is they're being who they are authentically Mm -hmm. and i applaud that a hundred percent so we have come up with so many ways to be open to accepting people of different sexual expressions because of your generation the millennials having your neptune in scorpio Wow. Or not your Neptune. Crazy! I'm getting confused. Yeah. My Neptune is <laughs> <Yes. a Scorpio. laughs> I need to do a class on this, and that way I can really explain the background of all this because it's very complex stuff.
0: Yes, I would love that. I will be your student for sure.
1: <laughs> Yay. Awesome. Astrology is
0: um, one thing in the past couple months that I've decided that I really want to start diving into. So this is. I I have no other words. This is fascinating. (laughs) This is so cool.
1: I'm glad. Well, I'm wondering if we can also, you know, the three that I've really focused on in this is the um, Uranus, the Pluto, and the Neptune. And we haven't touched on Neptune. And something's really kind of jumping out at me that I want to share. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. So my Neptune is in Scorpio, my generations, and your Neptune is in Capricorn. So I already described your Pluto is in Scorpio. And so I've already described how the power and transformative needs of humanity have been served by your generation by doing the deep dive into the formerly taboo energies of sexuality and true feelings like anger and maybe trauma can show up there mental illness all these things think about how much we address the topic of mental illness now as compared to how in the closet that was 40 50 60 80 years ago right yes,
0: and that's so interesting because that also fits into my my path of starting front seat rider my business and, and having gone through a depression myself behind closed doors, now wanting to bring it to life in a blog and be like, look, other people go through these things and nobody's talking about it. So- Sorry, it's tangent, but this is so no, perfect. <laughs>
1: perfect. Well, this is what I say about explore this and ground it into your own lived experiences because astrology is very overwhelming. Clearly, I'm very confused today about what planet where and things is <laughs> what. But the point being that it is something that we can really connect with on a daily basis and we can start to understand the puzzle that is ourselves our generation, our parents, the people we might be in relationship with that we have a lot of hard energy with. We can start to kind of figure that out. So it's all beautiful that you are making these connections and that you can keep exploring. Um, As far as the Neptune goes, I just wanted to explain that uh, your Neptune is in Capricorn, mine's in Scorpio. So Neptune is a spiritual energy. My generation was one of the first that started to talk about new age spirituality. Now I'm taking full credit. Trust me. It stopped. started (laughs) with the sixties people. My generation too is different levels of baby boomers. I'm the later baby boomers. There was a middle baby boomers group that are the sixties rebels that did a lot of this transformative exploration before my generation. And then I was right on the heels of that. So when I say it in a definitive way, it just means, yeah, sort of kind of my generation did some of this and the one before me did a little of it and the one after and we're all helping each other out. Let's just put it that way. But the point being that when in Scorpio we started to talk about things spiritually that hadn't been talked in the mainstream media, it had to- been talked about that's when astrology started making a resurgence, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And your generation have your Neptune and Capricorn. Capricorn is about work and structure and bringing it to the masses so here you are putting a foundation under your lived experiences of spiritual growth by having a podcast see my generation started the exploration and now your generation puts a foundation under it so that people can actually start to hear these messages and learn from them so you have advanced the pebble
0: wow wow these are so crazy
1: (laughs) Yeah, they love so much. it. So juicy,
0: super juicy. Oh, man.
1: But, but the one thing that you said that I want to comment on about your mom, um, you know, there's a lot of difference and, and this applies to men and women of how men and women can show up now as compared to how they did in the early baby boomers, Mm. which often many of us listening will have parents that were in those early baby boomer ages, um, born in the 40s, 50s. And or 30s 40s 50s and the thing about them is they couldn't show up authentically without being shamed so when we in subsequent generations show up more authentically than they ever had permission to they feel scared for us or they feel like something is um going to befall us that isn't good because they were told everything belonged in the closet you know, children were meant to be seen and not heard. Feelings weren't important. They were to be, you know, stuffed. And so all these messages that those generations got made it ex- exceptionally harder for them to understand those of us who are loud and proud and out of the closet <laughs> in whatever form that might show, whether yes. it's sexual expression or spiritual uh, truth-telling. or And so just having compassion for how tapped down and restricted they were. And how women in particular, you know, one of my issues was with my daughter's generation and Instagram and all the nakedness that would show up on Instagram, how many young women were putting their bodies out on Instagram and it scared me. I felt scared for my niece, for example, because um, I didn't want her to be fall some bad thing because she was being out there with her body. Yeah. And what I've come to understand is that's her liberation. That's her freedom to be able to claim her body, not have her body only through somebody else's permission. You know what I mean? And to share it proudly. And for me, it was more like, no, you don't do that because you're going to invite the wrong attention.
0: Yes. Very interesting. I can definitely see both sides of that for sure. That's mm-hmm. interesting to look at that way because uh, I, <laughs> I do relate to the fact that there are a lot of, of people my age that show way more on and social media than I have ever or probably will ever. And it's like, is that because I was raised by the older generation, or is that my personal views, or
1: is it a little bit of both? <laughs> probably, yeah. But yeah,
0: it's just
1: it's just interesting to have these conversations with each other. And I hope that's what this podcast does is starts a conversation within you for you to explore and to make meaning of it in your life. And um, for you to start having conversations with your parents, with your children, with your siblings, friends. And then if astrology is really calling you, I encourage you because it really has grounded me and given me an understanding to buffet the winds of, of tumult or change that are happening in our world right now. Mm-hmm. And a lot more compassion for myself and others by learning it. So I encourage everybody that's interested to explore astrology further.
0: I agree. And on that, uh, where can we find you?
1: Well, I am on Instagram and it's Copper Moon Tarot. I have two accounts, and Copper Moon Arts. Um, I also have a website, and that's probably the best place to find me, and that's coppermoonarts.net, www.coppermoonarts.net. And that way you can shoot me a message, and we can have a conversation. I do one-on-one consultations for astrology. I can do 30 minutes. I can do 90 minutes. I've got different price points. Um, I like to make it accessible to everybody. And I'm also going to be offering more actual workshops and uh, both online and in person. I travel the country. So if I'm in your area, I do tarot card readings, I do solar return readings for birthdays and new year beginnings and all kinds of different offerings. I'm kind of, I've got uh, my Mars is in Gemini, and that's my communication area so i and it's also my scattered interest area like everything (laughs) interests me so i i offer a lot of different things and i'm sure that if you're interested we can have a conversation
0: yes awesome i will link all of those in the show notes below you also offer a cosmic
1: soul print do you want to talk a little bit about what that entails yeah that's basically i've come to this idea That when we're born, our birth chart or natal chart is like our thumbprint, only it's of our soul. It's who we're divinely meant to be. And with each of us showing up authentically in that divine way, we will evolve humanity. But a lot of times we don't understand our cosmic soul print. So a natal chart reading is your cosmic soul print. And then over time, things shift and change, and we learn things, and the planets start affecting us differently as we go through different um, important times in our life, like our Saturn return happens between 27 and 30. You're going to be coming up on some significant ones as you approach 40. And these are times when planetary energies are impacting us to really reevaluate our life and decide what needs to change so these are really important things that impact us so i also do what's called a cosmic signature reading and that's as compared to your soul print what you came in on where is your life right now and what are the lessons that are up right now and i do that by looking at transits and progressions which is all complicated astrology talk to say (laughs) i'll do the heavy lifting and then i'll tell you in simple terms how that's impacting you right now
0: Oh, That sounds amazing. I actually was looking into when my Saturn return was and what was going on in my life. But that was definitely if it's 27 to 30. That was a that was a huge, huge time, huge time for me.
1: Yeah. And even if we don't learn these things until after the fact, it helps us kind of make sense of our lives. I think we all live kind of in a bubble and we all live a subjective experience where even when we're interacting with other people, we're not really sure if other people experience things like we do or if they have the same challenges. And there's still a lot of, you know, pressure to show up a certain way and to curate our lives and how we look it's we're we're learning to be more authentically vulnerable i believe and that's part of and maybe those younger generations that are coming in will help us do that through their astrology but um it's always helpful to kind of have more understanding of where you've been so you can more clearly intentionally divine where you're going in a co-creative way with the bigger energies of of divine and the source or whatever however you couch that
0: absolutely absolutely now i want to look at my niece she was born (laughs) she was born in 2016 so Uh she is the youngest of our family and that'd be interesting to look at her planets
1: (laughs) absolutely yeah so um happy exploring and deep diving i just think it's really juicy and I'm glad that uh, you invited me to share. Thank you so much.
0: Yes, thank you so much for being here. This is amazing. I do have two closing questions if you'd like to humor me. Of course. So first off, what makes you unique?
1: Well, right, right away, I would say my um, love of the color orange and my orange hair, but COVID happened and took away my orange hair and I (laughs) I am a gray-haired, orange, formerly orange-haired person. Yeah, it was always fun to have bright orange hair because I could be found in any crowd. Nice. (laughs) But I'm from Butte, Montana, and I'm Irish-American, and that is a huge part of who's uniquely what uniquely contributes to me because Butte is a very unique town it's a mining town Evil Knievel was born and raised there I was at the Evil Knievel jump 1974 when he jumped Ooh. over the Snake River Canyon in Twin Falls Idaho I was 15 years old so you know just that's all cool that- all that weirdness that um, and uniqueness that is a formerly redheaded person from Butte, Montana.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. And my second question: What lights you up?
1: What lights me up are these heart connections and these deeper explorations, because I truly feel because of it that we are helping to evolve ourselves and humanity. And we are connecting in soulful, meaningful, loving ways. Yes.
0: Oh, so, so good. Thank you so, so much for being here.
1: Thank you. Thanks, everybody.
0: Oh, my gosh. This was extremely juicy. And I hope you had just as much fun listening to this as we did making this episode. Because... That was seriously mind-blowing. I want to know what your generation is, what you've learned about your generational planets. Hit me up at lightabovesolitude.com. You can leave me a voice message by clicking the little mic in the lower right-hand corner. Or um, leave me a message on IG. I'm at Kalia, vq. That's K-A-L-I-A-V-Q. I would love to know what you thought about this episode and how you're going to apply this to your life. Make sure you go and follow Tamara and check out her services page on her website. All of her links should be in the show notes below. Or you could always go to lightabovesolitude.com slash guests and find her bio that way. But until next time, guys, I love ya. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Let me take this time to remind you, stop dimming your light. Stand brightly because the light is all around you. You do not need outside validation anymore. Embrace every aspect of you and start living truly authentic to your soul. Everything you want is in the light above solitude. If you love what you heard today and you feel called to support my work, you can now do so by buying me a coffee. A donation is never expected but always greatly appreciated by me and my pack. Your support keeps the content flowing and my platforms as ad-free as possible. So head over to lightabovesolitude.com support. While you're there, check out all the ways we can connect further with details on my monthly membership, motivational text messages, and links to all my socials. You can even drop me a voicemail by clicking the mic icon in the lower right-hand corner. Until next time, friends, I love you.